What's going on, everybody? This is Heath, and I'm here with Steven, and this is Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. We got a great show lined up for you. It is Super Bowl week, Steven. It is. I'm very pumped. We'll get to that later on in the show, but very excited to watch this game. Uh, neither of us are really, a, I mean, say, they're not our teams. Like, we don't have a, we're not a fan of either team as far as like, oh, that's our NFL team, yeah. but I like both teams, so it'll be a good game. Yeah, just excited for the Super Bowl. Before we jump into it, we started a TikTok, putting out some really good content. Follow us on t- TikTok, Tim's Corner Sports Talk. Follow us on Instagram, Tim's Corner Sports Talk as well, and Twitter. Yeah. We're putting out great content. And, Stephen, we're not going to spoil anything, but we may have something in the works for an interview with a big-time player. Yeah. We, uh, we, we, we want to make sure we make it happen before we start pushing it um, and getting people too hyped up, but... We have we have We're some very we have, excited. We have some stuff in the works. Very excited. If you're our family members, do not ask us. We will not tell you. Yeah. I mean, our wives will probably tell our wives. Yeah, we're. But very other than excited. that, we're not going to tell anybody. No, we're not. Very excited. Let's hop right into it, Stephen. Hot topic. We don't have a very long show today, but crazy Bama news. We're huge Bama fans. Let's get to it. Bama hires offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Take it away. So I'm going to, let's start with Kevin Steele because I feel like there's less to say about him I agree. than there is uh, Tommy Reese. Uh, defensive coordinator Kevin Steele was hired this past week. Kind of a surprise hire. Not not as far as surprise like, oh, who is this guy? But a surprise as he wasn't even a name really being talked about. I think it just out of nowhere. Like, I got a notification. Kevin Steele being considered and then, like, not long after Kevin Steele – accepts defensive coordinator position at Alabama. What what were your thoughts when you saw that? Uh, like you said, I was excited. I remember him really well, what he did. He was our inside linebackers coach in like 2013 or so. We had some studs. But really what I had known him for is what he was doing at Auburn. And we he gave us a lot of trouble at Auburn. I remember the year Bryce won the Heisman. He was the defensive coordinator there. We didn't have any points going into the fourth quarter, and that was a very good offense. So, I'm excited. I, he obviously wasn't – he wasn't anybody's top choice. Maybe he was Saban's. I don't think so. Greg McElroy came out today and said – well, I listened to his podcast, and he said that – who's uh, Todd Grantham, that Saban was all in on Todd Grantham and actually offered him the job, but Todd Grantham turned it down to go to the NFL because he didn't want to recruit. So, so that's probably so thank you. Yeah, thank thank you, Todd Grantham. Thank you. Thank you, my lord. But I'm excited about Kevin Steele. Why I'm actually excited, some of the players I did think it was a step down from some of the big names like Schumann, Leonard, Pruitt, but some of the players coming out, Reggie Ragland, uh yeah, Clinton Dix, Marquise Mays all came out and said that uh they're excited. He'll bring back the culture. He'll bring back the physicality. He's a no-nonsense kind of coach. Maybe just trying to get us back to our standard. Yeah, they um, – like you said, they, those guys came out in support that he was there when it all began because he, he was at Alabama before. Um, he knows what Saban expects. He knows the culture. He knows that mentality. Um, uh, that some of the quotes were saying that he was hard on me. He wasn't all buddy-buddy with me. He was very hard on me, but that's what I needed. And maybe that's what they need is that maybe some of these coordinators the past few years have wanted to been their friend, want to be their pal. It's like, I, I don't know. But um, I'm excited. And speaking of Pruitt, you know, 
it was reported that Jeremy Pruitt was consulted. Uh, consulted before they hired Kevin Steele. That Jeremy Pruitt said, I want to work with Kevin Steele, that they're friends, he respects him as a coach, as a person, and that Jeremy Pruitt is seen as the long term, I don't know how long term, but some the long term. Some of those reports DC. were disputed. So yeah. half of the people are saying that and half of yeah. the people don't agree. Yeah, and that's it is these reports are being put out, and it's so hard to believe because, you know, some people reported Jeremy Pruitt was a lock. Um, but as far as we know, Jeremy Pruitt will be an analyst, correct? And again, that's some of those the reports. reports. Yeah. Nothing is confirmed. That's yeah. the reports. Still waiting to hear on that. But, I, don't, I mean, I don't think it's a bad hire. He's a proven D.C., proven that he can do it very well in the SEC. So, I'm not mad at the hire at all. I think it's a good hire. I don't think it's a home run. It's not one of the top three guys, you know. So, I do think it's a good hire. But, man, let's go to the offensive coordinator hire. Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese, 30 years old. He's your age. Ain't you 30? He's one year older than me. He's one year older than Steven. Tommy Reese Offensive coordinator from Notre Dame, Saban swoops in and hires him. Steven, I have a lot, a lot, a lot to say about this hire, but I want you to go first. Give me your opinion where you think this is heading. So, whenever it was he was hired, um, I was probably where most Bama fans mm. were. I was, who is this guy? You know, he was just in a frat house last year. You know, he's that young. Um and then you look at the statistics. We talked about it. You look at the, his offensive statistics at Notre Dame um, as far as points per game, total offense, that type of stuff. Look at the quarterbacks. It was never top-tier offenses. Average at best. Average at best. Average is grits. And when we're getting ready for the show, I did a lot of research, and I tried to – I wanted to be different – put a, a – so I think you're going to be more negative about the hire. I wanted to try to put a positive spin on it, just so we're not always agreeing on stuff because we agree a lot on stuff. Um, so I went back and actually looked. So I, let me give you the numbers. Notre Dame's offense, since he took over as offensive coordinator in 20 – so he's there for three years. 2020 season, they were 30th in points per game, 26th in total offense. In that year, they went 10-2, and two, lost to Alabama – in the playoff, they had Ian Book as their quarterback, three-star quarterback. 2021, number 19 points per game, number 45 total offense. They went 11-2 and two that year, lost in a bowl game to Oklahoma State. Jack Cohn was their star – or their quarterback for most of the year. Three-star quarterback was, was at Wisconsin, never very good there, went to Notre Dame. And then this past year was the worst out of all, number 42 points per game, number 60 total offense, went 9-4, and four, Low point of the season, they lost to Marshall in the second game of the season. Uh, Tyler Buckner was their starting quarterback, only started for two games, was injured, and then the backup played for the rest of the year. So that's the numbers. Not great numbers. And I looked at it, and I a lot of people were saying, and I do agree with this. I mean, I think you'd, if you, you'd be a fool not to say this, is that obviously he will have way more talent at Alabama than he ever had at Notre Dame, probably at every single position, maybe other than tight end because Notre Dame puts out tight ends like 
crazy. Offensive line. Tight ends and offensive line. Um, And I think what Saban was doing with this hire is saying, hey, we might not want to go all the way back to the A.J. McCarron offense of we're going to have a 15-play drive and 14 of them are going to be runs. We're going to go two tight ends and a fullback and one wide receiver on the field or whatever. We might not go back to that offense, but we do need to go back to a little bit of smash-mouth offense with a little bit of not-so-much eye formation the whole entire drive. So I went back. Since Saban's been in Alabama, all of his national championships, there has he has never won a national championship at Alabama that the offense has ranked above the top ten in points per game and total offense, except for 2020 with Sark. So you look at the first one they won, 22 against Texas, 22 points per game, 42 offense, total offense. And then you go down the list. I'm not going to read it all out. Um, the year with Derrick Henry, 30th in points per game when they beat Clemson, 45th in total offense. So we talk about it all the time. A lot of time statistics can be skewed. You look at that, you say, oh, man, they're terrible on offense. Well, they had Derrick Henry. They fed him a lot, which drains the clock a lot. You don't get as many possessions, which means you don't get as many yards. And then, like I said, 2020 was the only year they were second in points per game, fourth in total offense, beat Ohio State. That was also a weird year. It was yeah, COVID, COVID year. They had Mac Jones, Heisman finalist. Devontae Smith won the Heisman. Najee Harris, I believe, was fifth in the Heisman voting. So three guys on one offense that was top five in Heisman voting. Offensive line was outstanding. Um, defense was outstanding. So Saban's whole tenure in Alabama, that's the only year that they were a top-notch offense that they won a national championship. So the numbers I – mean, I am concerned. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, oh, this is a home run hire. That's not what I'm saying at all. There are concerns, obviously, because uh, you look – you can go on Twitter and whatnot and find guys highlighting some of the creativity he has on offense. Oh. And I'm like, well, that's also one play. Anybody can be creative for one or two plays. Yeah. You've got to be able to sustain creativity and keep the defense guessing for an entire game. So I am concerned about the hire, but I'm also like, well – Again, I'm trying not to question Saban too much, but I'm also like, let's give him a chance. Let's see what he does with more talent. And it's, I think it does say something that Brian Kelly wanted to bring him. Not as much as some people are making it out to be, but I do think it says something that Brian Kelly really wanted him to follow him to LSU, that he thought enough of him. So, uh, I mean, we'll have, to, we'll have to see how it works out. I think he's going to be on a short leash. Um so definitely some concerns, but not as concerned after doing all the the research and seeing Alabama's offense over the course of Saban's tenure at Bama. When you looked in the national championship, did you look at our what our defense was ranked? I did not. I did all this in, I, honestly <laughs> in the middle of work. If I, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, so I got a lot of stats too. That's but, the thing. Like the offense has got to be paired. With the defense. Right. So, if you're telling me that Kevin Steele's fixing to pump out a top five defense, I'll say, okay, we may have something. I don't believe that. I don't believe that's fixing to happen. So, Tommy Reese, this is what I hear. I hear Billy O. This is what I think. Bill O'Brien 
I think, of uh, Major Applewhite 2.0. So, you think Tommy Reese is Bill O'Brien 2.0? Yes, yes, yes. I, I was very, very disappointed. This is an average as grits hire, man. You can't get more average than this. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't excited about the hire, and, but I'm, I'm trying. I'm not like this I'm, is the worst hire in the history of hires. No, I'm, obviously not. But to me, people, I've heard the Brian Kelly. He wanted to fire Brian Kelly, or he, Brian Kelly wanted him to go to LSU with him. To me, it's like Brian. This is like Brian Kelly's kid. He played at Notre Dame for like. Uh, I think 12, 13, 14, 2012, 13, 14. Yeah. He went to some San Diego for a year, and then he's been at Notre Dame ever since. That is my concern is his, he doesn't have hardly any coaching experience. He doesn't have a lot of coaching experience. A lot of people say, like, Stephen, well, look at the quarterbacks he's had. Well, I will counter. The man has been the quarterback coach in Notre Dame since 2017. So, if those quarterbacks are playing, those are cats that he recruited and that he's coached. So, that's concerning. But I don't want to be too hard on the guy. So, I was like, I'm like, Steven, let's go back and look at the stats. He's been the offensive coordinator for three years, so I got stats here. Steven said it. 2022, they kind of had a backup quarterback for a lot of the year. You can throw that out the window. They were 60th in total offense, averaged 31.8 points a game. 2021, 45th in total offense, 35 points a game. They were 83rd in rushing because I hear a lot of people say that he's going to run the ball. He's a rushing guru. They were 83rd in rushing. Not very good. 20th in passing? That's not bad. 2020, when he took over, they were 26 total offense, averaged 33 points a game. 20, I think uh, 24th in rushing. I can't read my own handwriting. That's not too bad. So I hear people say about, well, he's going to have more talent in Alabama. Absolutely. I think me and you could go coach offensive coordinator in Alabama and maybe pump out a 30 point offense. Yeah. Alabama is about national championships for me. So I was like, okay. I want to see – so I went back an extra three years at Notre Dame. Because I was like, who did he take over for offense? Were they terrible? Because everybody raves about him. Brian Kelly and everybody. So I was like, let me go back. In 2019, the year before he took over offensive coordinator, they averaged 37 points a game. They ranked 42nd in total offense. So they actually got worse when he took over for offense. In 2018, they averaged 32nd. In 2017 – They averaged 27th in total offense, had the 7th-ranked rushing attack in the country, averaged 34 points. If you look at it, you know who the offensive coordinator was? Chip Long. He got fired. They fired him. Brian Kelly fired him to get a worse offensive coordinator. Tom Reese, look at the numbers. He was worse. So I looked at it. Over Tom Reese's tenure, they averaged 44th in total offense, average 59th in passing, average 47th in passing, or 47th in rushing, Everybody says he's a rushing guru. That's average. 33 points a game, not very good. Chip Long, same team, same offense, same recruits, because Ian Book was with Tommy Reese and was with Chip Long. Same team. 34th in total offense, 10 spots higher. 60th in passing with uh, Reese, they were 59th. So, right there, same number. 33rd in rushing with Chip Long. 47th with Tommy Reese. Same school, same team, same head coach. They average 34 points a game, same as points per game. My thing is, you don't see nobody going to give Chip Long a job. Yeah. I don't know. And I hear people say, Saban wants to get back to the old style of football. We're not built like that anymore. We were built for that. We're not built for that anymore. We have swung and miss on 
we've went to the RPO. We went to the high power quarterbacks to the receivers and stuff. We're, our offensive line to me is not built for that. Maybe not right we'll now. get back to yeah. it. I, I will. I will say. I think. Well, with the offensive line they have coming back, Tyler Booker, uh, JC Latham, Latham, Seth McLaughlin. Yeah, but then if if Caden Proctor gets in there and starts, if um, I forget the other kid's name. There's a Pritchett kid. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. They, I think they'll be more aggressive than the offensive line this past year. But you're, they're still not the offensive line when DJ Fluker was there, when Chance Warmack was there, when the Kawanajo brothers were there. You know, they're not that. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't go back to the Asian McCarron style of offense. But you can go back to the – we've talked about it, though – the Florida style of offense that still pounds the ball and runs very, very well, but it's more of a three wide receiver set run type of thing. I think they could do Ole that. Miss. Yeah, Ole Miss. Well, and that's my thing. You know, everybody says, well, Alabama fans, they've always said, we got to start running the ball. We're not talking about getting the I formation running the ball. I'm talking about 60-40, 60% passing, 40% running. And you, the thing about it is, with Bill O'Brien, we couldn't run the football when we needed to. Like yeah. my father-in-law, Mr. Jeff, said, on third and one, we couldn't get it. Fourth and one, we couldn't get it. That's what – hopefully if Tommy Reese can bring us that. But I just think it's a, not a very – I hope it works out. I really do. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I had to come on here after we win the national championship next year and say I was totally wrong. I don't oh, yeah. think we will. I'm more disappointed in – I think we had to settle. We couldn't get Jeff yeah. Levy. Obviously, hopefully save one and him more. The cat from Washington after doing some research – his numbers that they put up was un- unbelievable. I don't know. Brian Johnson, maybe. But here's my – okay. But I think I, I think Saban wanted to get back to a – not completely, but a version of the style of offense that, that got him there. But, like you said, we did settle because he, he wasn't the first – I heard that he's going to come – Choice. I've heard different things. Some people say that Tommy Reese is coming in to run Alabama's offense. Like, he's not going to run – I don't know. I think if you – I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean I, – Because I don't think – okay, so we're going to jump ahead a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about this another day. Georgia is the new Alabama. Yeah. They have taken what Alabama did back in the day, and that's what they are now. I don't think we're going to be able to beat Georgia at Georgia's game now. I think we'll beat Georgia by what Ohio State did in the playoff game, throw it all over them what Bryce Young did to him in the SEC Championship, I don't think you're just going to run the ball on him. Nobody has been able to do that with any success. Like, nobody could do it to us back in the day. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm not sure. And it's my last thing, and this is what's got me so probably mad. The only good thing anybody can say about this Tommy Reese hire, I hope I'm wrong, but only the only thing people can say is, if he's good enough for Saban, he's good enough for me. That's it. And I and Saban is the goat. Steven is Saban the goat. Oh yeah. Is Bill Belichick the goat in the NFL? Yeah. Did Bill Belichick hire Matt Patricia to be his offensive coordinator? He did. Every Patriots fan said, "Well, if it's good enough for Bill Belichick, it's good enough for me." Didn't Trust I? Bill. Trust Bill. You're saying the same thing about Nick Saban. Trust Nick. All I would say is everybody has eyes. Obviously, Nick Saban. He knows best. So, obviously, I will trust. I'm not going to riot or anything. I just – I wish a guy would have a little more quality than to say, well, if he's good enough for Nick Saban, he's good enough for me. That's not very good. Yeah, I'm just 
again, I wasn't crazy about the hire, but I'm trying to stay positive. I'm I'm hoping that with the talent at Alabama, because you look, you know, 2020. Uh, me, have you heard the stuff going around that he's a quarterback whisperer? Well, that's stupid. That's just retarded. People um, are saying that, and I'm like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. All his quarterbacks are average to below average. Yeah. Um. So, and even if, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Even if you, even if it, it is because of talent, even if it is because they weren't highly recruited, you still, how are you going to know if he's a quarterback whisperer or not? Um, but if you look at his, you know, recruiting classes, not his, but Notre Dame's 2020, 15th, 2021, 10th, 2022, 9th. So I think a lot of it is talent, but. But hold up, but they're not we'll playing see. in the SEC. You can't freaking lose to Marshall. I don't care who your quarterback well, no, is. Nobody's excusing that. They scored that. 14 points against Stanford and got beat 16 to 14 against Stanford. They barely beat California. Maybe no, they barely beat California. Scored 24 points on them. Now, granted, towards the end of the year, they beat Clemson. They just ran it down their throat. Whoop Clemson. Whoop Clemson. They did very much. So. I think it was 34 10. USC's defense to me only scoring 28 points or 27 points against USC's defense yeah. might be worse than scoring. 14 against Stanford, because USC's defense was god-awful. Me and you could have ran for 100 on them. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> we could have ran backwards for 100 on them. Um, so, we're going to take a quick break. You know, hopefully hopefully it works out. I hope we're here during the Alabama season talking about Nick Saban's a genius. He's, he found this guy. Let's from, go, Tommy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, hey, we'll get Tommy Reese shirts with his big old – with a – the fat heads they hey, make. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get old Tommy on the pod. Yeah, we'll try to get him, get him some recognition, so people know who he hey, is from now on. I will say, Dan Orlowski, he's one of my favorite sports broadcasters, favorite guy to watch break down a football game. He's very high on Tommy Reese, but Dan Orlowski's biggest flaw is he has friends, best friends, and he's ride or die with them. And him or yeah. him or Tommy are apparently very close, so. Maybe a little bias. Yeah, so we'll see. But we're going to take a quick break, and um, we're going to come back and talk some Super Bowl. So y'all stick around. All right, everybody, we are back. We mentioned it at the beginning of the show. We're going to talk a little Super Bowl. Eagles, Jalen Hurts leading the Philadelphia Eagles to the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes on a gimp leg and the Kansas City no, no, no. Chiefs. He does have a gimp leg. We're not using that excuse. We're not. It's not an excuse. He has a, he has a high ankle sprain. Did it bother him in the AFC Championship? Yeah. Oh, my. He just Lane Johnson's got a tour. He tore his groin in last week's game or the week before against the Giants. Tore his groin and he's out there just manhandling folks. But didn't um didn't they say he's out? No, he's freaking playing. Is he playing? He, yeah, he's a man. Oh, well, they probably got him hopped up on some kind of to have a torn groin and not be on some medicine to help with that pain. Yeah, yeah. Kind of reminds me of myself. <laughs> a man of boys. Did you ever play with a torn groin? I can't say that I have. <laughs> <laughs> a poor finger now, maybe. <laughs> All right, so let's dive into it. Um, this is a big matchup. Um, both very high-powered offenses in different ways. Um, both Eagles have a very good defense. Chiefs have an underrated defense, I'll say. Both number one seeds. You both number one seeds. You normally don't get that in the Super Bowl. Did you see Field Yates put out the – 
they like they have the same exact record. They have the same exact points like throughout the whole season. They have the same exact seed. Um, I forget the other statistic, but it's like literally everything is the, the same. Um, it's going to be fun. Chiefs are injury plagued as far as like at wide receiver. Miko Hardman is not playing. Patrick Mahomes high ankle sprain. Jalen hurts um, hurt shoulder. Let's uh, just make excuses for everybody. I'm not making excuses because you know, but. Let's dive into it. Yeah. Um, you wanna you wanna give your pick? First? Yeah. Well, let me. Ju- I'll just look at it like this. I'm gonna ride with the Eagles, and here's why. I think they've been the more complete team all year. I think they have more ways to beat you than the Chiefs do. The Chiefs have one way to win, and that's Patrick Mahomes put on the Superman cape. I think the Eagles have multiple ways to win. They got two dogs on the outside, Devontae Smitty. The Slim Reaper. The Slim Reaper. And then you got Batman, who they call Batman, A.J. Brown, who's a dog. And then you got Jalen Hurts back there who can beat you with his legs, but also he can beat you with his arm now. They have good and, running backs. And hopefully that he's gotten healthy. They got good running backs. And they have the best offensive line in the NFL. Chiefs are not far behind, but they have the best. I'll say – and then let's just hop to the defensive side of the ball – they lead the NFL in sacks. They will absolutely get after Patrick Mahomes. I do not believe they're going to let him sit back there in the pocket like the Bengals did. They're going to get after his butt. I think they have a good matchup with Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, I'm sorry about that speech impediment. With C.J. Johnson-Gardner, I think he will guard them. I will say I think the Eagles have a better team. Obviously, the coaching advantage goes to the Chiefs to me because – What's his name? Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni. He I love the guy to death. He's just a goofball. I mean, he he he. <laughs> uh, it's like he just wakes up and says, "Oh man, how did I get here?" Anyways, but I will say this: if you look at the top, probably ten to fifteen players in it, I would say the best three players play for the Chiefs: Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones. But then you go and like the next ten probably play for the Eagles. They are a loaded, complete team. They got really good corners. I like the Eagles. Sorry, I'm long-winded. They can run the ball. I like the Eagles. In a high-ish scoring game, I got the Eagles 30-20. to 30-20. to 20, Close game. Yeah, oh, oh, for sure. It's going to be a close game. NFL's rigged. I mean, it's going to be a close game. Uh, watch, watch the Zebras. Watch the Zebras. Are you one of those? The NFL yeah. script conspiracy. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> hey, Markwell, watch the zebras, man. I know you're not going to text us in our group text that you never text. It's basically me and Steven. Yeah. But, yeah, watch the zebras, Markwell. Watch the zebras. So, this is hard for me. I was so high on Patrick Mahomes. Been so. I'm still high on Patrick Mahomes. Not literally high, but. Not I'm, according to people on TikTok. Yeah. Look, if you follow us on TikTok, Instagram, our video on uh, Patrick Mahomes got over 12,000 views. People were liking. They had – Our Jalen Hurts videos got over 13. Instagram can be cruel. Social media can be cruel. There were a few comments that were suspect that uh, I deleted because it's – we're trying to keep this thing at least somewhat rated G. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them were pretty out there going at, going at me and Heath. But, hey, I got we got thick skin. We don't care. But, yeah, Jalen Hurts' video got a lot of views. So, I'm going to go, I don't know, that little song. 
Not as good as Jaden Hurts, but fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. That's, is that all the song? That's all no, of, I'm I, not an Eagles I, fan, so that's the only part I know. I think there's more to it, but you got the gist. Yeah. Mark Well, we'll have you on one show to sing that. If the Eagles win the Super Bowl next week, let's go. We'll try to get you on the show to sing the whole song. Hopefully you know it. He is a diehard Eagles fan. I'm going Eagles. I might, you know, and last week I went with my heart and picked the Eagles. This week it's my heart, but it's also my head. Because like you said, I think the Eagles are overall a better team. Jalen Hurts, I'm man, I'm so pumped. I really am to, to see where he came from, how he progressed and got better and better and better to where he is now to lead his team to the Super Bowl in the MVP conversation. I don't know if he'll win it. I hope he does. Um, but not only can beat you with his legs, which he's always been able to do at Alabama, at Oklahoma, in the NFL, but now he is truly a threat. You can't just stack the box on him. He can beat you with his arm, like you said. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Um, even like like the third and fourth string receivers are very good complementary receivers. Best offensive line in football. The running backs, it's all. The defense is great. Like yeah, I think I think they're going to come after, and not not necessarily come after him like constantly just blitz 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 because I think their front line is good enough to get enough pressure to where they don't have to constantly blitz. I agree. So I think so that's a benefit because you're not having to bring an extra man. You can use that extra keep man in coverage. Back. You can keep your safeties back. You can maybe double team Kelsey and say, hey, you other three receivers that some of you are backups, you other backup tight end, we're going to lose. You're going to beat us. I do think it's going to be a good game because I just think Patrick Mahomes is incredible. But I am going Eagles. I think because I think the Eagles will drain the clock, run the ball, drain the clock. But I'm still going a 30 in the 30s game. I'm going to go 31 to 27. So, would you have 30 to 24? Yeah, 30 to 24. I'm going 31 right. 27. So, four-point game, but I'm going Eagles. Jalen Hurts. All the pain and trouble he went through. Bring it back home, baby. <laughs> Bamo claims him. <laughs> hey, I'm super excited for the Super Bowl. I, I am too. We're going to have wings. Are you? Yeah. Where at? My house. I oh, appreciate that, man. You want to come over? You can. You well, I got to find a wing deal. Food's so expensive. I need to yeah. find like a buy one, get one from Winn-Dixie. <laughs> Yeah, good luck. <laughs> well, we told you it'd be kind of a shorter episode this week, but we appreciate everybody for listening. Don't forget to follow us on TikTok, Instagram. Follow or give us a like and give us a subscribe to Apple or Spotify. Spotify. We really appreciate it. Got great things coming up in a couple of weeks and really be looking forward to it. But as always, see you next week. See, see you. Ya.